<clears throat> well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. How This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Was your weekend? We are back. It's Monday. I trust that you all had a wonderful weekend. I had a great weekend. I worked. I went to a Houston Peace and Justice Center board meeting. We had a good time. We The, the new board is, is installed, so I am feeling Good about that. I am also, as I speak to you, making sure that we're set up correctly on YouTube so that I can channel and make sure that all is flowing appropriately, correctly, and it seems to be. So how are my peeps doing? Welcome aboard. Eric Hayes is in the house. Uh, Lee Grant is in the house. Bridge MC. Oh, I forgot. I had this new thing that I was actually doing where I say I call out where you're from. Eric Hayes from Atascacita and Kingwood in the house. Lee Grant from Montgomery County in the house. Alistair Water from Conroe in the house. Bridge MCP from upstate New York in the house. Uh, AVQ, Michael Rudden from Brooklyn, New York in the house. And of course, the one and only, the union activists. Our beautiful Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia. We are well represented. Tom C. Mid-Michigan in the house. (laughs) We got you, brother. We got you, brother. Anyhow, we're going to have a great show for you today. But I'm going to start real technical. I'm going to start real technical. First of all, condolences to the three soldiers that died in... uh, the three soldiers that died in uh, where where did they die? I think I think it was in uh, Oman, not Oman. I think it was in I am not sure where it was, but uh, it, it's somewhere around Syria. I think it it was. I can't remember where it is at. But here is the deal: we want to give them condolences. But I was so upset after. I heard what they think was a possibility why that base wasn't defended. Jordan, thank you very much, Tom C. Jordan. It was Jordan. Okay, let me check this. Let me let me let me point this out. Um you know what? Before I get with this, I think I have got to take a quick call so what i'm going to do is play one of the videos that we have scheduled for today so i can take that call it's about hypocrisy in the party so let me go ahead and play that and then i will be right back with you in about six minutes it's what it lasts so we'll be right back with you as soon as I can get it loaded. I got it loaded. I got to take a very important call and then I'll be right with you. Republican, 
Republican representative from Florida's District 27. Like the, all the other Republican clones in the House voted against the CHIPS Act, voted against all the programs, all the bills that really are responsible for rebuilding the economy, putting this economy on a forward trajectory. They continuously, to put a black eye onto Biden, voted against these policies, policies that if they had not passed, they would have hurt their constituents. So again, for ideology, for, for, uh, for uh, handing a defeat, a hopeful defeat to Biden, they put their constituents at risk. They put their constituents at risk. But when the money starts to flow, look at what they do. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Last month, you were at FIU and you presented a check for $650,000 to help small businesses at FIU. But you voted against the bill that gave the money that you then signed a check for and handed and had a photo op, the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023, right? You voted against that bill. I, I Right now, you have to give me more details, but I do know that every time I have an opportunity to bring money to my constituents, I do so. I well, just did $400,000. But look, well, let's you, go. But you voted against, you voted against the Chips and Science Act, right? Listen, I, right now, I need to I need to ask my staff, but what do no, we look you, at the $40 million that I have brought to this community? No, what's, what's, Aren't you proud of me? Aren't you proud of the $40 million that I brought? But how Aren't you much? proud that I wrote the Dignity Act? Mm-hmm. Haven't I? Aren't, let's talk about the Americas. Wait, 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 wait. Let me one second. Tell me. The money that you talk about, the $40 million that you bring back to the district, sometimes that money comes from bills that you voted against. You voted against the CHIPS Act, and yet you praise the fact that the South Florida Climate Resilience Tech Hub is going to be started in Miami, right? You voted against the infrastructure bill, and you talk about all the money that comes back to the airport. So at the same time that you're taking credit for the money that you bring back to the district, in Washington, you're voting against these projects on party line votes. Listen, I that was I think last cycle. I cannot really remember right now, but just look. Let's look at the America's Act, which is what I'm going to vote. Just so you, don't wanna, like you don't want to explain why I, you I vote really against cannot, I mean, right now, and I'm not trying to be a politician. Is so many bills that I've introduced that I know that no, many these are of bills them that you I've voted against. That I understand, and but they, it's okay. Sometimes I vote bills. and sometimes I don't. But let's look at the positive. Let's look at the forty million dollars that I brought. So as you see, Maria Elvira Salazar from Florida District 27, the House representative from Florida District 27, she doesn't know, she she plays like she doesn't know that she voted against the bill. Oh, I've got to ask my staff. She plays like uh, it's no big deal that she voted against the bill. She doesn't want to talk about it, but she wants to tell FSU, look at the money that I brought you. I am your representative and I brought you this money. What she should have said is, I am your representative. I voted against giving you this money, but Biden and the Democrats decided to give it to you to to better your lives anyway. In spite of my bad behavior, in spite of my evil, in spite of me willing to sacrifice you to hurt Biden, I will bring you this money that Biden and the Democrats voted to provide 
for you. Folks, it's important. All the Republicans that are around this entire country, all the good things that have happened in this economy. Remember, Republicans voted against these policies. They voted against the Chiefs Act. They voted against many of the acts that helped you during COVID. They voted against these policies. That money that you started to receive, they voted against it. Monies that you deserve, money that you earn, money that wasn't given to you over decades. Again, money, not a giveaway, but something you earned for what you have done for this economic system. But these jokers, they want to take credit when they're sending out the monies, but to try to put a black eye on the Democratic uh, party and the president, they'll go ahead and say, no, don't let them get away with it. And if you're a Republican listening to this, this is what they've done to you every single time. You have never been their major concern. They use abortion. They use, they, they use uh, the border. They use all these techniques so that you will focus on anything other than things that gets you that improves your economic situation. And you know why they have no care of in, in making your economic situation any better because they're paid off by the oligarchy. They are paid off by the corporations. If you get based on how our economic system works, if they have to give you better salaries, if they have to provide all these other types of benefits, social benefits, it comes out of the windfall. It comes out of the legal theft that we have from corporations and you buy it and you buy it and you buy it. My Republican brothers and sisters wake up and see what your representatives using the big R, what they're doing to you. And, and exactly that is what we have to get into the heads of many. Look, I don't expect people like, let's say, Eric Hayes to understand what's being done to him, because, again, he's so a brother. Love you, but you're so tunnel vision with uh, certain prejudices that you cannot see what's best for you. That's fine. But for all of my brothers and sisters that are Republicans and independents and MAGA. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And right wing. I want you to take a look at who really is looking out for your fiscal well-being. For the 60% of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck, who cannot tolerate a $400 expense that came up out of the blue. By the way, under Trump, that number was higher. The amount of people that live paycheck to paycheck. Let's get that, th those things right, okay? And you can look it up if you doubt me. All right, so I forgot what that number was, but it was over the 60% that it is now since the, 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 uh, the act that the president uh, Biden has put forth. Anyway, Patrick Barron, welcome to Politics Done Right. Mi nombre no es Gilberto, es Egberto. But I still 
If you call me whatever, I'll still answer. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael Rudden says three U.S. Army soldiers were killed with a drone attack. We covered that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, and Michael Rudden says Vice News. Iran has denied playing a direct role in a drone attack on a U.S. base in Jordan that killed three Americans. A statement attributed to the Iran mission to the U.N. wrote Iran had no connection and had nothing to do with the attack on the U.S. base. There is a conflict between U.S. and resistance groups in the region which reciprocate retaliatory attacks. Here's what I think America is doing, right? Uh, yes, is Iran giving a lot of these groups their ammunition? Yeah. But are they giving them specific direction to do things? I don't think so. I can. Could they do that if they wanted to? Yes. Could Iran also tell these guys, stop it? Yes. Will these guys respond? Some of them will. Some of them won't. But here is the thing, folks. I saw a press conference and I thought it was a reporter that was going to put Sabrina Singh on the spot. And this is how he, he framed the question. You are saying that he, he told Sabrina, who worked for the, not the State Department, but the War Department, the Military Department. He said, you said Iran is supplying arms to these third party groups. And because these third party groups killed three Americans, that Iran is responsible for those deaths, right? She says, yes. Okay, good. I thought this reporter who had a heavy, uh, 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 you know, sort of an accent from, let's say, Saudi Arabia or one of those places. I thought he was going to come and say, well, are you supplying arms to Israel? Yes. Do you bear any responsibility at all for the 26,000 plus dead Palestinians? But he didn't go there. If I were a reporter going there, I would go and say that just because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I want to know why we have to suffer the pain of what a few people in, in the Republican Party and the neoliberal Democrats want to do with Israel to murder Palestinians. At this point, a genocide in Palestine. I am sorry. You cannot look at 20. Look, look at, look at the amount. Look at the, look at what we want to do because three innocent soldiers, American soldiers, were murdered by a drone, by a third party, who is doing this because they are there saying, you are murdering Palestinians, so we are at war with you, because who is there to defend the Palestinians? <laughs> I'm I want to show you the symmetry right here, the asymmetry, not symmetry, the asymmetry. Three dead American soldiers. It's horrendous. I am my condolences to those people who lost their sons and their daughter. But what about all those body bags that we are seeing day after day after day after day? What about those body parts that we are seeing under the rubble? What about all of that? Should we have the same concern and urgency 
over those people as well? Those people that had nothing to do with harming any people from Israel? Shouldn't we? And I I want you all to look at that from a humanitarian point, from a human being. Shouldn't we be more so upset that with our bombs, so much killing is occurring? Please. Please, 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 please. Now, I said, and I'm going to come to the, to, the, to the chat in a minute. But here's the other thing that got to me. I'm a software developer. And not only am I, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm a software developer. Make it today to backup. I'll be out tomorrow. Okay. Uh, uh, let, let me explain this. I develop software for NATSA. And I developed software for Daniel Industries. And the reason I brought these two companies up is because there's a very specific type of software. And whenever you design, if you're designing um, systems, right, you have to take into consideration all the externalities that could make your system, your closed system, fail. And what I understand from a lot of the reports that are coming out, if these reports are true, every American who has paid for these uh, missiles and these batteries that counteract missiles should be very upset at whoever it was that designed the system. Let me explain. When I heard the news that, well, the possibility is that the reason that drone make it made it through to that station and wasn't knocked out by one of the batteries at the station at the base is because America also had a drone in the sky, right? And they flew their drone as well in the same airspace. So likely the computer system that's shooting the radar and all of that would have been confused. Is that our ra- is that our drone or is that a foreign drone? And when I heard that that may have been the possibility, the first thing that I said as a software developer, as someone who programs microcontrollers, that's the computer systems that run little devices like missiles and all of that, I'm like, that should not be a problem at all. Because the way you design it is you have both sides that are intelligent. The drone in the sky is intelligent, and the radar system that is sending the missiles is also intelligent, and the missiles itself are intelligent. So what happens is the, 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 the American drone, the missile, and the radar system can talk to each other. And they should this this uh, drone should be able to say, "Hey, missile, I am at this location," or "Hey, radar system, I am at this location." If you are approaching me and the signalization is higher, don't hit me. And then you see the other guy. That is the one that's not talking to you. That is how you hit. But it costs more in software engineering to put that type of intelligence in these systems. And it costs more in hardware. Do they have it? They should. 
the, for the amount they charge for one missile, the dumb ones, and imaginably what they're charging for the smarter one, it's malpractice that, if, and I'm assuming, first of all, let me just say this, I'm assuming, but I think the mere fact that they, they say it was a possibility tells me that that is what's going on right now. It is sad that our technology, which is supposed to be top-notch, can give an excuse that, well, we took that drone for our drone for the drone from somewhere else. Even if they looked identical or even if they were identical, the software should have been intelligent enough to say, hey, missile, not me. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying this from experience in writing smart software that when I say smart software, I mean software that actually controls microcontrollers that make decisions based on inputs that are coming in. But as they say, BS in, BS out. All right. Uh, I just wanted to get that out because that really got to me that we lost soldiers because we didn't know which was the which was the appropriate drone in the sky. It behooves me. It behooves me. All right. Sorry for digressing on that, but uh, when we are when we are given contracts to write software, a lot of times we give it to a buddy we know and all of that, and it, and 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 it comes out with terrible software. I don't know if you remember Obama when Obamacare came out. The com the computer system, how bad it was. That is what happens when you give software to people that are incompetent. And look what look how fast it was corrected when it was given to some, uh, to, uh, not likely to the bidder who had a friend, but to somebody who was or a, co or a company that was actually competent. Our government sometimes, based on the politicians, it's amazing. All right. Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis drugs. The White House medical unit during the Trump administration provided prescription drugs, including controlled substance like uh, fentanyl, to ineligible staff and spent tens of thousands of dollars more on brand name drugs uh, than what the generic equivalents would have cost. A Pentagon report shows the unit part of the White House military office did not comply with federal uh, government. And the Department of Defense guidelines report, which was released on January 8th, found ineligible staffers received free specialty care and surgery at military medical facilities and were provided with prescription drugs, including controlled substances in violation of federal law. The, re the report also found the White House Medical Unit Pharmaceutical Management Practices ineffectively used DOD funds by obtaining brand name medications instead of generic equivalents and increase the risk of the diversion of controlled substances. It said the unit lacked effective control to ensure compliance with a safety standard, was not subject to oversight by military health system leaders, and increased the risk to patient health and safety, the report said. The unit spent 46500 from 2017 to 2019 on 8,900 unit doses of Ambien, a brand name sleeping medication, which was 174 times more than the $270 the generic equivalent would have cost for the same amount. It spent $98,000 or 4,180 units of Provigil, a brand name stimulant, 55 more than, uh, than 1,800 the generic would have cost. And that was probably to keep <laughs> Trump active too, you know? Trump always looked like he was on drugs, you know? Anyway, let's continue with uh, Tom Cizak. Not Tom Cizak, Tom Zornick. 
with a limerick. Let's get busy. Are we ready for a limerick from Tom? You know, Tom is our limerick expert. Let's get busy. Republicans reps say they believe in law and order, but won't even vote to secure the southern border. So no matter what they say, they don't really care about the U.S. of A. Their house is built of broken bricks without the mortar. Madre mía, perfecto, señor Tom Zarnick. As usual, you blew it out of the park. I love it, man. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Michael Radin says, a worthwhile follow-up for after Egberta's live stream from uh, my friend Steve Shives, welfare benefits war on poverty, how Republicans break it, then blame it. Uh, that looks like something. I need to watch. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for that, Michael Rudden. Maywood says, uh, using the government, uh, let's see, what's the left agenda? Using the government to help the people, using government to build up the nation, using government to make our nation better for the effort. What's the Republican agenda? Voting against the people's interests, voting against infrastructure investment, then trying to privatize all of it. Why? So then, so they and their backers can make short-term profits. Republicans have a habit of screwing people over, then blaming Democrats for whatever they themselves have done. And they don't like to vote for support, but then take the, the benefits when people love it. Lee Grant says Biden has to respond with a significant attack on Iran. Stay tuned. If Biden attacks Iran, Biden will be stupid. I repeat that. If Biden attacks Iran, he will be stupid. That will set a precedence. And let me tell you what precedent that sets. I just gave it to you when I talked about the reporter. The reporter asked the uh, Sabrina, if Iran is supplying arms to these people, are they responsible? Yes. Now, if Biden's actions for indirect responsibility is to go into that country's border and bomb. Don't complain about the blowback when some of the others come to the United States under the same pretext and bomb. It is so important that we, you know, I saw a TikTok that talks about who likes international law. And it says, like, the Western countries want everybody to abide by international law when it's something that, that, that suits them. But when it is something that doesn't suit us, meaning we, we say, uh-uh, uh, the, the UN doesn't work. It's like the, the 10 or 12 people that work for that UN agency that apparently was a part of the massacre in Israel. They have 10,000 workers. 12 of them were criminals. So they stopped feeding or stopped donation to that UN organization because they had 12 terrorists among their midst. So all of Palestine will suffer because of the 10,000, there were 12 bad guys. What do we do when Americans do bad things overseas? Do we accept then? Collective responsibility from all Americans? I don't think so. But that's what we want to enforce. Patrick Baron said, I watched a SpaceX launch last night from my house in North Fort Myers, and I shed a tear on the 38th anniversary of the Challenger disaster when we lost seven American heroes. I remember that. I remember that date like it was yesterday. 
Uh, Alex Sawater says, I 100% feel that, Patrick Baron. Michael Rodney says, Eric Hayes is showing himself fool <laughs> thinking that there, uh, there are no government jobs, no government subsidies that bring jobs. Oh, Lord. A, a dollar knows not from whence it is spent. The, the big lie was somehow a dollar spent by a corporation is different than a dollar spent by the government. It's the most idiotic thing, but they, the, the, the private sector needs to tell that lie so that people look at government as the other. And there are many other lies that the government tell um, that the private sector tells in that nature. A, a dollar doesn't know from where it is spent. So when they lie to you and tell you the private sector is more efficient than the government, remind them that profit in, in healthcare is nothing more than an expense. All right. But we'll talk about that some other time. All right. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Michael Rodden says, ticks me off that billionaires have such a disproportionate influence over politics. Every case seems to care more billionaires give money rather than getting the big money out. And not only that, the billionaires didn't earn their money. Okay, let's get this straight. Nobody has earned a billion dollars. Nobody, worse, nobody has earned $200 billion, $300 billion. Nobody. Anybody that with that kind of money stole it, albeit legally, but they got that money on the backs of millions of people. There are, there's not two ways about it. It's a, it's a defect in our economic system that allows that reality. And until we fix that defect, we will continue to move the, the wealth from the masses to the few. It's a mathematical equation that cannot be stopped without government intervention and without changing the calculus. Earlier on, a lot of smart people realized the reason why you had to charge 90% plus on income after a certain amount. There's a reason why. It was a mathematical formula. It's mathematical. Otherwise, by design, the economic system is flawed that it accumulates money to those who are able to make money on a larger scale. It's a mathematical absolute. Pero mira mierda la gente no entiende. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Alistair says, I think I'm going to start drinking uh, a drinking game. Every time Eric has says financial literacy, we take a drink of preferred beverage. Don't do that. You'll be drunk in less than five minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael Ryan says, I'll, I'll link egg, uh, Steve She's video to your Facebook message. I just saw that you did. Thank you so kindly, brother. Uh, Bruce Pollard said, get here. Got here. Finally, busy Monday. It's good that it's busy, Bruce. Uh, let's see. We need to get some coffee, Bruce. I haven't seen my big brother in a while since your surgery. We got to go shoot the bull for a little bit. Uh, man, I got like three, three coffee dates I've been trying that I've been saying, hey, we got to go get some coffee. My buddy just turned 50, 64. And I'm like, hey, we got to take him for some coffee. We haven't done it yet. I got to get, I got to take some me time and go and have some coffee with some of my peeps, man. All right, let's see. But but don't forget when Alistair came out here to uh to Atascasita, she drove so far from Conroe I had to go see her. So um maybe I'll have to go drive the two miles to see Bruce. All right, let's go. Um what else we got here? Eric says, Egberto, there will be another incident in America 
too many numbers to count. I, I, I can't disagree with you there at all. Alistair Water said, I'm no lightweight, but already feeling tipsy. <laughs> okay, what else have we got here? What else have we got here? I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down. See if anybody. Bridge says, Egberto Willis, I tagged you in a post on my wall. Have a look. Racism, and it is funny. I will look, my dear beautiful lady. Bruce Pollard says, I will show you my scare. Please do. Please do. All right, we got another video. This one here is. Biden. And I really love how Biden spoke at, on this one. Let's check it out and then we'll take it on the other side. Seems like uh, President Joe Biden is all in now. I want you to listen to how he addressed Donald Trump. He brought fire to fire. He brought a gun to a gunfight. Check this out. Then we'll take it on the other side. Have you noticed? He's a little confused these days. <laughs> He apparently can't tell the difference between Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. Well, as commander-in-chief, I look at veterans completely differently than Donald Trump. Think about this, especially here in South Carolina, a proud military state. Donald Trump, when he was commander-in-chief, refused to visit a cemetery, U.S. cemetery, outside of Paris for fallen American soldiers. And he referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. He said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us rest like that? Look, I call them patriots and heroes. The only loser I see is Donald Trump. Now, that is how you deal with Donald Trump. You see, when he talks and talks and talks, he expects people to not come back and listen. But when he's challenged, he hyperventilates. When he's challenged, he can't handle it. He makes mistakes. When he's challenged, that's what it, Nikki Haley is starting to realize that. But why did she realize that before? If she really wanted to be a contested candidate in the election, in the primaries, now that she's hidden Trump, Trump is doesn't know what to do with himself. He's not used to people coming back on him. And that's how bullies are. That's how autocrats are. They like to command because they're paper tigers. And as long as people have the semblance that they are strong men, people back off and give them that semblance of strength. And the first time that they're challenged, they don't know what to do. And that is how you keep Donald Trump off balance, both from the on his primary side, uh, I tell you, I'm no fan of Nikki Haley, but she's doing the right thing. And as far as, as uh, Biden is concerned, you have to dig in, but you have to dig in even harder. You have to make him realize that, first of all, his economy was Obama's economy and the economy that Biden replaced was Trump's economy. Let's make sure to have that narrative done appropriately. Absolutely. So and what I did, I, I went ahead, I, I, the blog that I wrote for this particular um, thing, there, there is a paragraph. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't have it read. There's a paragraph that I wrote in there that I want people to read in detail. For every one of these videos, I usually have a correspondent blog, right? But the one that I want to read is this. Furthermore, this is a part of the 
uh, it's, I think I can actually put it out like this so it's not blinking. I said, furthermore, Biden's comments about the economy are a strategic move to redefine the narrative around economic success and failure. After all, we must tell the verifiable truth. Trump's initial economic success was m- must be attributed to Obama's policies and the economic crash in the latter part of his administration to Trump himself. Biden's current economic success is a direct result of its embracing Keynesian economics and modern monetary theory to reinflate the economy. Now that I've said that, I guarantee you, you will not hear any Democrat, meaning you will not hear any standard Democrat say that. They won't say that. All right. But they know that's what had to occur. Keynesian economics was the idea that the government has to fund when you when 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 the system cannot spend when the natural economy is not putting out money or or, or activity you have to generate the activity and only the government has the power to do so but the second part is MMT modern monetary theory which points out that inside of our current economic system there's a hell of a lot of slack. Non-inflationary slack. And that is exactly what those trillions of dollars that were spent that were debt and why it didn't really cause inflation. Now you're going to say, wait, Egberto, inflation went up to 9%. True. But we can look and count. We can go directly to the profit and loss statement of all the corporations. All of them. And we can immediately see that most of that inflation, more than half of that inflation, was not caused by shortages. In fact, there was never an oil shortage. It was not caused by a supply chain. Yes, certain specific sectors were affected by the supply chain, but not all. All right. And thirdly, if you take a look at what happened, more than half of that inflation was just companies raising prices to increase their profits. It's numbers. It's provable. It is there for all to see. Just look at the numbers. That's all you got to do. But secondly, let me tell you, and even the portion of inflation that came from the supply chain, that is also a fault of the corporations. How is that caused by the corporations? They are the ones who decided in this Silly concept known as just-in-time inventory. Just-in-time inventory gave them a one-time break of not having to store a whole bunch of inventory and then just bringing in the product as they need it. Well, you know what that doesn't take into account? It doesn't take into account a hurricane in the wrong place. It doesn't take into account several ships sinking or being attacked by missiles. It doesn't take into account, guess what? a pandemic. And that's why a corporation who is responsible, that's why a corporation who is following the, uh, who is economically stable would actually say, you know what? Jitty is crap. Yes, exactly. Bridge. It's called Jitty. Just in time inventory. Jitty. Jitty is crap. In a major corporations, Jitty is dangerous. And what happened is we proved its danger. 
right? People say, oh, we are creating efficiency. You don't want that type of efficiency. That type of efficiency can be existential to the lives of many. So let's, let's put that into perspective. So all the blame of inflation should have been at, attached directly, directly to GD. I know you talk about work around massive taxes. First of all, it's not massive taxes. And secondly, it only works one time and thereafter it doesn't. And that's what people, that's, that's how short-sighted American business is. GD works one time, right? You don't have the, 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 the constant cost anymore. It's gone. All right. You don't have it anymore. It's, it's superbly stupid. And you'll have all these economists talking about GD, 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 until you have a pandemic or until you have a hurricane. And guess what? In, in a world, in a, in a world where they don't want, and listen to this well, in a world where they don't want to acknowledge climate change, which means we're going to get worse storms. In a world where we don't want to accept pollution, which means we're going to have areas where people are going to get sicker. Somehow, we want to have, we want to have our cake and eat it too. We don't want to fight climate change, but we, don't, but we want to in institute GIDI, which climate change make your supply chain more vulnerable, but we hold on to it. I'm telling you, billionaires didn't earn their billions at all. Billionaires did not earn their billions because they're not all that smart. They're smart in saying, I want to maximize how much money I make. And no matter what the consequences are, as long as I'm making money many times on your, on your backs. Um, GD, let me tell you, when GD is done correctly, bridge, it's no longer GD, right? Because uh, when it's done correctly, it's no longer GD. GD means I get the product here when I want to put it into the product that I'm making, right? In other words, I get the product here, bam, that's when I need it. As soon as you break that, as soon as you say, well, I have, I, I make sure I have three months supply or six months supply, it's no longer GD. So GD simply doesn't work. You know, uh, it just in time inventory is a, is a, is a, is a, uh, recipe for disaster as we have seen during this last time okay uh let's see what else we got here what else we got here that i'm missing all right i got one more let's see bridge says she agrees absolutely my dear beautiful bridge mike Cisak says it's obvious no one here on the left understand taxes and how they applied brother i had to do with my company taxes sir not only did i have to imply use the inventory schemes one seven section one seventy nine included, which made made it quite easy for me to depreciate assets in a in an interesting, nice way, right? So no, no, I get it, and I get why these guys want to do things. They're only interested in the money, not in what happens to people when when you don't have steady state. You know, when you write programs, I want to tell people about pro. You know, I'm a pro, I, I write software, mechanical engineer who whose business was software engineering. And I wrote a whole lot of software and the, you know, writing software is very simple. Doing step one, step two, step three, step four in a von, what they call a von Neumann type system, 
That just means one instruction occurs under the other when you're programming a computer. Then you can you get parallel systems where you are, are multitasking, multiprocessing systems where you have several things occurring simultaneously, right? You have that kind of a thing. Though the difficulty in programming is not writing the program to do what it is supposed to do. That is very easy and anybody can do that. The difficult part about programming are, except, are the exceptions. That is what causes every problem. You have a, you have a, uh, a, a spaceship going through space and it's, it's following all the rules. And then there's a rock that comes in, in front of the space and the sensor picks it up. That's an exception. What do you do to mitigate that? And then how do you correct? Uh, you have an airplane that is flying nice and straight, and then there's turbulence. If you take a look at when there's turbulence and you look outside on the wings, you see, uh, you see the, the, the flaps. Oh, let me get the books off. Oh, but before I'll, I'll advertise the book. You see the flaps doing all these kinds of things, right? That is what's known as, uh, using a whole lot of feedback control. Those are the exceptions that are constantly occurring as the plane is flying in a turbulent flow, okay? And that is the most difficult part of programming. Not any, and, and, and Michael says, Egberto, you overestimate people's ability to do computer programming. I don't know, Michael. I, look, I think, I think most of us, if not all of us, can really learn how to program. If you can do a program in BASIC or PLM or or Fortran, or Pascal, or any one of these languages, I think, uh, or rather, if you can speak English, and if you can go one, two, three, four, you can program. The part that's difficult is writing multiprocessor, multitasking, and exceptions in programming, and interrupt comes in, what do you do? That's a difficult part of programming. And when I explained earlier on about the missiles not being able to determine if it's a friendly drone or a or a incoming military drone from another you know a, a enemy drone those are exceptions right and whoever did the software didn't do the exception appropriately so that is what we have to take into account anyway so i i, I hope that little lesson yeah that skype came in i don't know how that happened there are so many different inputs into this computer that people can get to our different phones. It's amazing. Anyway, I got another video. This one here is Nikki Haley about, uh, well, let me just play it. And then I'll, then we have one last video after this one. So let's go ahead and play Nikki Haley because she seems to be getting a spine a bit. Check it out. Well, 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 <clears throat> Donald Trump, first of all, is having a bad day. He lost, he lost the, the, the agent Carol, $83 million he owes her. And you know, he has Nikki Haley on his tail. Is she going to make it, it? Are things going to change? Well, I don't know. You know, let's see what happens over the next few days. But you know what? Nikki Haley had a commentary where she pretty much told Republicans what they can expect out of Trump. A lot, a lot of losing. She didn't uh, mince her words. Check this out. With Donald Trump, Republicans have lost almost every competitive election. We lost the Senate. 
We lost the House. We lost the White House. We lost in 2018. We lost in 2020. And we lost in 2022. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want folks to remember one thing. Donald Trump has never won a contest at all. Every single time he faced the American population, whether directly or indirectly, he has lost. He has never won. So what you have to ask uh, Republicans who who continue to fear him, who continue to support him, what exactly is your fear about him? Or just maybe, is there something happening behind the scenes we don't know about? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead. Number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire Internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us, please join. Absolutely join. Absolutely join. Anyway, so yeah, Nikki Haley, uh, Nikki Haley nailed it. Let's see, Egberto, has Trump already paid the amount to Carl or have the appeals delayed yet? No, he hasn't paid it yet. I don't know when he's going to. He, I don't think anybody's going to sell him a bond. So if he's going to have to liquidate and get that 83 million dollars in escrow i've always thought that trump won't learn his lesson until he's forced to pay up or until he actually gets into prison over the 91 charges i agree egberto what is this video trump privilege on you talk oh uh the trump privilege on you talk i'm gonna i tell you what i'll play it right now uh this is i was on a talk show and uh, this is what i did at the talk show let me go ahead and put it on finally biden estate let's see politics and right i think this is it i think this is a video Let me go ahead and play it. Egberto. And unless two people have that same first name, I've got the original one and only Egberto Willis. Good morning, buddy. What's going on? What's on? I was thinking about you this morning. I'm thinking I should call you and ask you to come get involved in this thing. And lo and behold, what's up? Well, you know, I like to listen to you, uh, man. I just listen. That's all I need to do. Listen. But uh, I just when 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 folks kept on talking about uh, Trump, something came across that I heard. I don't remember what channel, what news yesterday. And it had to do with um, the normalization of Donald Trump. And, you know, I, I, even in, in the conversations that I'm hearing here, uh, you know, when I hear things like uh, Donald Trump, if you'll just change his demeanor, etc., he could be president again. And the thing about it, sadly, that is true. If he changes his demeanor, if he tries to be who he isn't, yeah, he could be president again. And that is so sad because I'm such a flawed character. You know, we talk about privilege so often, and he is the height of privilege, not only male privilege, not only white privilege, but class privilege of where and who he is. Had Obama had different baby mamas, had Obama lied as he did, had Obama just did any any one of these things, he would not have stood a chance of even getting to the... Nobody would have given him the chance for the playing field. And I think so often we in the media as well, 
normalize this guy that gives him the plausibility to be president. This guy was never qualified to be president. This guy was never qualified for anything that he has attained. But we, in speaking about him and in the way we speak about him, we give him that plausibility. And it's a disservice, not of the American population, but what we have done as, as the, as the I, media class, as a class, etc., to make this guy who is uh, a, a destructor of the country. You asked Mr. Garcia, yeah. If we could change, if, if there's a possibility that we could make the change in this nation to become a Venezuela, the answer is a categorical yes. We were never a democracy, but we were a plausible uh, place, a republic that seemed to be OK. We were a republic that was the structure that holds a democracy, or at least one that's struggling right. to be that way. You're completely right. Right. Egberto, I'm going to have to jump to some other people. But one quick question. I hear you do a radio show. Is that true? Yes, sir. Where do you yes, where sir. do you do that radio show? At six o'clock, I do politics done right, right before, uh, right before AB democracy. And democracy now. Yeah, my friend, on KPFT yeah. ninety point one, and it's a great show, by the way. And if you don't get up early, well, then go download the, the archive of his show. It's a great, yes, it's sir. a great, I'm, it's an unusual. You got a great mind, my friend. I love listening to you. Thank you for thank giving you for me a little chance. No, to thank you, my friend. Thanks, Thanks my for brother. bringing your mind to the Please. to the game this morning. Anyway, uh, uh, Bridge, I, don't, I didn't realize that I played that one before, and I, I had it in my list, my, my playlist, and I'm like, I don't think I played that one. I don't think I played that one, and I didn't go search. Have I played that one already? Uh, forgive me, guys. But anyhow, folks, anyhow, folks, look, uh, we're coming close to the end of the show. Anybody wants to call in to say a quick word, 281-823-7747. Again, that number is 281-823-7747. If somebody just want to call in and say, hi, Egberto, I just want to use the phones and say, hi, you know, I'm always here to serve. I'm always here to serve. You know, that is a, when I left, when I gave up on my software company, like I tell people, I'm about 90% poorer now. Right. And I'm not kidding you. 90 percent poorer, but I'm a thousand percent happier because I feel like I'm doing something to change this country and and at my little part, but to give my daughter a better life, you know, to give my daughter a better life. All right. Come on in, my dear Ray. How are you doing, my brother? Talk to me. Ray? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I was just you. giving you a buzz to let you know your phone is working. But I've been, I've been doing some uh, some housekeeping while I was listening to you, so I didn't really have a chance to uh, call in. But good show, well, though. And uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, sharing what that, what that dude said. And I want you to keep on shouting it from a mountain. If Obama did half of the stuff. Right. If he did, if he did, a, if he did a penny's worth of the stuff that Trump did, he would be canceled. But you know what? If so, you know what? What I get, Ray, that this part that really gets me, uh, all these baby mamas, you know, uh, Donald Trump is the Donald Trump is the exact, uh, the exact caricature of what many on the right would make the black man to be an irresponsible, uh, womanizing multiple children with a bunch of women having women have abortions all left and right grab women but i mean all these things that they like to caricature black men with 
is what Donald Trump has done. And he and I notice I said caricature because I don't know about you, Ray, but I don't know any black men that do those things that I just described Donald Trump does and the caricature of black men. I don't know those people, right? And I, I know that's not you. No, I know I you. Either. It's not you. I don't know these people. But the caricature that they make, remember what we talk about projection. Projection is projecting your own character onto somebody else and try to accuse them of it when it is you who have that bad character. And that is what it's all about. Oh. Hey, I got I, I got to go. It's at four o'clock and I need to put my, my ask on the screen. So, Ray, thank you, as usual, for listening and calling in, my brother. Yeah. And, and just uh, last one last word. Let's shred the paper tiger. That's all. <laughs> There you go. I love that. Shred the paper tire. Anyway, folks, thank you so kindly for being here. You know, I love you all. My lefties, my righties, my MAGA, my everybody, because together we are the ones who have to change the world. Please support the station. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. I created a new link, though. Uh, if you go to politicsdoneright.com slash, uh, slash info, you get to all of our properties, meaning uh, it, it has links to Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, everything. You know, I've, I found a way to do a link tree that looks real appealing. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash info, and it takes you to every part of the, the, the Willie's Media Infrastructures. Take a look at it and check it out. But anyway, please consider supporting our newsletter. Uh, the newsletter is free, but anybody who become a paid subscriber, they get access to all of my books, both the books that I have done now and any future book that I write. That's my promise to you. If you just become a paid subscriber of our newsletter, we need paid subscribe. We need hundreds more uh, paid subscribers um, to our newsletter. So I ask you, if you have the wherewithal, go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. I promise you, all these books that you see scrolling on the screen, you'll have access to as a paid subscriber of Politics and Right. As usual, I want to thank you for your ears. Thank you for your eyeballs. Please remember to share what we do. Love you all. We're going to change this country and make it better for all of us. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.